This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal preview show with Arsenal's next fixture, a rather challenging one. We travel away to St. James's Park in which Arsenal will be facing off against Newcastle United, a game in which cost Arsenal Champions League qualification last season and this time threatens to cancel Arsenal's title challenge altogether. As always, I'm joined by a fantastic group of our members from the Discord server. So let's waste no time and get straight into things by first of all saying hello to our fantastic guests in the chat box. NSW, good evening to you, to Brad, to Rancid, to Anthony, Granddaddy Guna, uh, good evening to, to Bakary Lasagna as well, and uh, and Marcus and Steve, I can see in the chat box too. And yes, indeed, I'll be on with Sophie a little bit later on this evening around 8.30pm UK time. So make sure you tune into the hybrid squad a little, a little bit later for what is promising to be a transfer fiasco. I think it's probably the right word. Uh, but let me introduce you to my guest this evening. First of all, uh, joining us from across the pond, slightly bigger pond, the Atlantic, that is. It's Mike <laughs> over the Pacific. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Um, very well, thanks, Tom. Uh, good evening. Good evening, all. And uh, I don't know if the phrase across the pond works for us if you're based in Australia, does it? It's no, it's like maybe a few ponds and a lake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that works. (laughs) Lovely stuff. I was saying the words and I realized "Mm, I'm not sure this fits, but uh, yeah, we've gone with it. Uh, we're also joined by Garrett. How are you doing, Garrett? You good, Joel? Yeah, I'll go. Tom, cheers having me on. I'm uh, looking forward to this game, a bit nervous, but yeah, looking forward to having a chat here. Indeed, yes. It's uh, it's not one to be pumped up for or excited about. I think trepidation is the word associated with a, a trip to Newcastle these days, but hopefully one that we can overcome. And lastly, making up with a brilliant piece of headwear, it's Dan. How you doing, Dan? You good, Joel? No, I'm really good. I'm really pumped and excited for this game. <laughs> I love that. It's not a game you can be pumped or excited for. So what's Dan? He's pumped and excited. That's That's just the way that things go. <laughs> <laughs> lovely stuff mike newcastle uh not the one where you live uh the one over here uh what do you make of newcastle and what they've done so far this season and what kind of challenge are you expecting on sunday uh, challenge massive 
uh, what they've done is is supremely impressive. Eddie Howe has done a remarkable job with them. They they are a different Newcastle to the ones who played earlier in the season. They now score goals, uh, which creates a different threat to the one that they gave us at the Emirates, where they essentially parked a big bus and uh, managed to managed to take out our both our wingers and, and, and give them and Odegaard and give them nothing to play with. But perhaps with them being a little more free flowing, it'll create a bit of space for us. So uh, nervous. Um, yeah, uh, but optimistic, absolutely. Yeah, I, the point about goals is key. Uh, Garrett, I'm just looking back at their last six results. Um, three against Southampton, four against Everton, six against Spurs. Uh, they lost 3-0 against Newcastle, but then two against Brentford and five against West Ham United. There's a lot of goals um, that, they're con- that they're scoring and very few as well that they're conceding. But they, they are conceding as well. You know, that goal of Southampton scored, Everton have scored, Spurs scored, Villa got three, as I mentioned, Brentford got one and West Ham got one. They've not kept a clean sheet since their 2-0 win over Manchester United back in April. Is there vulnerabilities perhaps where Mike's alluded to compared to when we last played them? I think the key is it'll be a different game, yeah. They're now not parking the bus. It's more free-flowing. And I think through that, that's where we'll create opportunities. And you kind of see why my star player, I think Odegaard is going to be the man that, you know, kind of carries us on here. It's going to be that sort of game. I think, you know, they'll still be very tight defensively. Um, but we'll need Odegaard in there to, you know, put the pass through the lines and does what he does, you know, uh, potentially score on himself. So it's going to be a tricky game, but um, I think we can do it. Yeah. Uh... Odegaard scoring twice, you know, in the last game, 14 goals, eight assists so far this Premier League season. An amazing record. I was talking to James Benj about this and he he pointed out that that's one goal contribution less than Robert Pires during the Invincible season. So that gives you some kind of uh, barometer of, of how much he's contributed so far during this campaign. But sticking with Newcastle, Dan, th- there's always a lot of narrative. And I think we're going to move into the narrative section of, of this game now. Joe Willock is, is the first player to talk about, you know, since moving from Arsenal to Newcastle. It, it felt like when they had that loan spell there and he scored, and I think he I don't, he was pretty close to breaking records with the successive games that he'd scored in. And then things kind of chilled out a little bit. It dipped. He didn't recreate that form that we saw. Uh, and then since Eddie Howe's come in, you know, they've then, I think, discovered what Joe Willock's all about. And recently he's been really, really impressing. Is he someone you're concerned about facing on Sunday? I think I'm concerned about all the players that Newcastle have, but he he has been really impressive. He's, he's kind of driving into the box. Um, he's got a lot of pace, actually, which mm. um, has really developed. But yeah, he's doing a really good job at Newcastle um, and a bit, yeah, a bit scary. But I think the whole team, I mean, you look at Isaac, what he's doing, he's just, yeah, Wilson, everyone, I could, I could name them all. Um, but Willock, if he's going to kind of score against us, we've just got to hope we score a few more. Yeah, I think the other player as well, Mike, as mentioned by Dan, is Isaac. You know, Arsenal were linked with him significantly in past transfer windows. They were put off by the price tag. Newcastle paid it and they're reaping the rewards of paying that because he's been a brilliant goal scorer for them. And are you concerned with you know, without Saliba, with Kivior most likely coming back in, Gabriel still very much a doubt, although there is hope that he will be available. Does Isaac worry you in this fixture? 
Uh, he does. He started off relatively slowly and then got injured, but now he's uh, looked as though he's putting away goals for fun, really. Um, but he's in front of what is a very good midfield, and I think they their midfield engine is 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 pretty hot at the minute. I mean, you've got Bruno there, you've got Joe Linton, who's who looks as though he's on fire as well at the moment and causing all sorts of dramas. So, um, but he's finding the net with ease. Uh, and with strikers, it's all about confidence, and he's oozing it. Uh, it seems every time he walks on the pitch. So, absolutely worried. And we're talking about the midfield, Garrett. You can't not talk about Bruno Guimaraes, who again was a player linked with Arsenal, and I think may go down as the biggest regret I've got of modern day Arsenal transfer misses, um, because I feel as though if you add. Gimaraes to Partey and Odegaard, you've got a midfield three there, not to, you know, downgrade what Xhaka's contribution is, but Gimaraes just is, looks to be up there with some of the best midfielders in the league. And what we've missed out on is looking very good at Newcastle now and very worrying to face up against. Yeah, no, he is a quality player. I actually had a look before the game and yeah, in the midfield, I mean, they've just been bossing it. They've put in, I think, more tackles per game, him and Joe Linton than Partey and Jorginho. So like, they, as as Mike said, their engine in midfield is it is it's quite something to be fair. I mean, they just don't stop running, and it's not even that. Gibraltar also has the kind of the nose on the ball and the skill to not get caught in situations. I mean, we saw him; I think he pulled off some sort of nutmeg in one of the games against United. You know, he's just he's he's a great all round footballer, and it's not you know not just the flair stuff like that, but I mean, yeah, what he contributes to the team and him and Joe Linton to be fair, who's had I think quite a revelation when you look back uh, how we started at Newcastle. Um, I mean, yeah, that midfield is scary, and I think. That's why you'll see in my team what I've gone for in our midfield to kind of match up with that. Absolutely. Um, Stephen Warren in the chat says, Tom, please, why are we always worried about them? Don't you think they'll be worried about us? Only one team that I feel that can play us off the park is Manchester City. 3-2 Arsenal. What do you think about this, Dan? Is, is this true? Should we be focusing more on our own strengths than worrying about the, uh, the scariness of the opposition? Yeah, no, I agree. I think Newcastle fans will be looking at this game as one of you know, the hardest games they've got left. Um, so it's not just us playing a, a decent, very good Newcastle team. They're playing a very good Arsenal team. And yeah, we've kind of dropped recently with the draws and lost to City. But we've picked ourselves up against Chelsea. I know it probably an under-13s team could beat Chelsea type, that Chelsea side. But we, we've... <laughs> The opening 30 minutes was very good to watch. Um, and if we can kind of play like that, then I think we could we could go 1 or 2 nil up against Newcastle and kind of take it from there and hope that oh. our back line can, can not concede and make stupid mistakes. I'm so, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? It's all about kind of the perception of the two teams because, Mike, I was having a look at kind of like odds of this game that the bookies have got. And, and Newcastle feature more predominantly as favourites for this. Is that a surprise in any way? Have we lost Mike? Is he frozen? If Garrett, jump in for me while we try and reattach Mike's connection. <laughs> yeah. Um as far as them being favourites, I I mean look, the St James's Park atmosphere, I think it can't be overlooked. Um we saw kind of maybe that wasn't the only factor in us kind of not showing up there last year. Um but I mean, you know, it's a it's a tough place to go. Um, so I'm not too surprised to be honest, given their current form. I mean, when you look, we talked about Isaac obviously, but um, Wilson's been in flying form as well. You know, scoring goals. So both their strikers in flying form, midfielders, wingers. I mean, it's not even midfield. Like I mean, sorry, even look at midfielders like the likes of 
with, with all due respect, kind of ordinary players like uh, Murphy, Longstaff, I mean, they've been doing exceptionally well in the last while. So it doesn't, to answer your question, no, it doesn't really surprise me that they're favourites. But I think, yeah, as Dan said, we just have to worry about ourselves. And they're going to look at this as a tough game as well. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of was looking at more from, you know, our perspective, worrying about them. But realistically, it's just as tough as a game for them. Let's be real about it, you know? Yeah. And Amira says, Dan, haven't Newcastle only lost one game at home all season where Pope had a howler against Liverpool? You know, it's it's one of the best sides at home going up against one of the best sides away from home. You know, Arsenal have got nine, I think, clean sheets away from home this season. Uh, no one else has come close to even getting basically half uh, of that tally. It's a brilliant uh, away form that we've shown this year. Is there an element, again, like at the Emirates, of the two sides cancelling each other out? Or do you think the way in which both sides have kind of changed since that last game, especially Newcastle becoming a more of an attacking threat than a defensive might, do you think that we'll see a different type of game this time around? I think it will be. Well, I went to that game at the Emirates against Newcastle and they, I remember they kept fouling our players. They should have had about nine yellows and so many stoppages of play. And that game, it's one of the dullest games. We deserved to do more, but... It, it was just one of those games. But they they are, like I think Mike said, a very different team than they were uh, back then, all attacking. And I think our, our kind of attacking recently, just the way we played against Chelsea, I think will kind of balance their attacking side. It might be a lot of goals. Uh, I, I don't think this is a nil-nil. I think this is more like a 4-4 than a nil-nil. Don't bring up the four. I probably you should. You know four? what? I, I didn't think that. that. <laughs> I did not think that. That's, um, that's my bad. 3-3. Three, three. Good, goodness me. Goodness me. Or even a 4-3 uh, in the last second. Yeah, indeed. So let's run away from that horrible memory and look at our lineups. Uh, Mike, you're back. You're with us. Can you hear us? I am. I am. Lovely yeah, stuff. All good. Uh, talk us through your team that you've gone for, your star player and your reasons behind it. I went through a lot of pain with this team. Um, just... Just for those who are listening, not watching, Ramsdale, White Kivior, Gabriel Zinchenko, and then Parchis, Shaka, Odegaard, middle, middle feet, midfield, and then Trossard, Jesus, and Saka up front. The debates I had were really. I felt Parchis could cope with Bruno better than than Jorginho, although Parchis has been grossly disappointing, considering he was such a Rolls Royce of a midfield player earlier in the season. I think his last few games have been. His performances have been questionable. Um, I do think he's, he's better equipped to deal with with Bruno than uh, and and the physicality of of Joe Linton possibly better than than Jorginho. It, it's difficult. One of the difficulties I had was how much do we change what we do because it's Newcastle uh, and I plumped with well. To take Stephen's point from earlier, that they're going to be equally as scared of us as we are of them. So, I didn't want to mess with something that, that's working very that's working very well. So, Zinni joining the middle midfield um, with his inverted right back role, Kivior rather than holding makes sense to me, even though um, he's only had one full game really. Uh, and then the debate up front was really tough. Um, my first feeling was to to, to bench Saka um, and have Trossard on the right uh, and bring Martinelli back in, who last time he sat on the bench for a little while, came back firing. Um, but I think Trossard, Trossard's inclusion, uh, although it was Eddie up front and not Jesus, 
last time we played Newcastle, they were very, 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 very good at controlling uh, the, the, the two wingers and Eddie. Uh, they just put two on each, two on each side every time they got the ball. Uh, and we just didn't seem to have the tools to break them down. So uh, I figured what Trossard offers uh, and Jesus would, would give them more than a little bit of a headache at the back. So that's why I plumped with Trossard rather than standard Martinelli, Jesus, Saka um, from three. So it was a difficult one. It's probably one of the more difficult ones this year, um, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, you, you sparked me to have a quick look at what team we used when we played them in that 0-0. It was Ramsdale, White, Saliva, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Odegaard, Partey, Xhaka, Saka and Ketia Martinelli was the, the lineup last time out. They also didn't have Isaac. They didn't use yeah. Murphy in the form that he's in right now. Um, they, uh, I think we'll play the rest of the team will be the same. They played Pope, Trippier, Scher, uh, Botman, Byrne, Willock, Gimaraes, Longstaff, Almiron, uh, Wilson, Jolinta was the front three. I think Murphy will be in for, for Almiron and I think Isaac yeah. will be in for Wilson. Um, but Jolinta and I imagine will still start on that left-hand side and drop into midfield and help out in that demand there. So, um, Sam Maxman is expected to be back on the bench as well as them for another option. Just, you know, our luck uh, with players returning for injury for teams is is there. Longstaff also said to be fit too. So um, that's that. It's interesting, isn't it, about Trussell? I'll, I'll come on to him in, in a little. Let's go, first of all, to, to Garrett's team. Talk us through it, mate. Right, yeah. So I have gone for Ramsell Nets, then Zinchenko, Gabriel Kibior White. I've gone for a little change of midfield, so a double pivot of Jorginho and Partey, um, and then Odegaard. And then for the front three, I've gone Martinelli, Jesus, and Saka. Um, kind of thinking behind the double pivot was just kind of matched up to the physicality of the midfield a little bit. Obviously, Jorginho, I like the fact that Jorginho brings the calmness, but Partey brings a bit more of that, you know, physicality maybe to match up with Bruno and stuff. Um, that's if he's, you know, in a little bit better form, say, than his previous games. Um, but for me, I think Jorginho has to be in there. If I was to sacrifice one, I would probably take out Partey and replace him with Xhaka. I think we'll need to keep a level-headed in the midfield um, because I think their press, as we've alluded to, the engine that those two midfielders have is massive. You know, they'll be close on us down um, throughout the game. Um, Odegaard, I think, goes without saying he's there. And then, yeah, much like Mike, I did debate between Martinelli and Trossard Went with Martinelli in the end um, because, yeah, I mean, when we've benched him before, he has come out firing. That was one thing that I did consider. But I also think Trossard off the bench, um, you know, when the defender has already been tired, well, in this case, it gets to be Trippier running after Martinelli to bring on someone very tricky like Trossard, I think, could cause all sorts of issues, say, around the 60-minute mark. So I start, I would start Martinelli, but definitely with the view to bring on Trossard to 100%. Um, you know, maybe that even is for Saka if he's not having the best day. Um, I did also think about dropping Saka, but oh, there's just something I, I really don't think Arteta will do it. I suppose that's the main oh, thing. Yeah. You know, I just don't think he will, so I, I didn't bother changing it. <laughs> so yeah, you know, and it's difficult, isn't it? Because like we, we always do these with the lineups that we would want to see, and it's difficult to do that because you think, well, he's just not going to do that. But I absolutely understand what you're saying, uh, Dan. Finish off our guests lineup and talk us through it. Right? So my lineup for the. Viewers are Ramsdale, White, Kivior, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Jorginho, Xhaka, Odegaard, Saka, Jesus and Trossard. I've just kept the same team against Chelsea. because so I think they deserve to play again. I think we had a good performance. Um, and the lineup with 
Partey and even Martinelli, we weren't winning games. So I think Arteta's given this kind of a new life and we beat Chelsea. So let's go again against Newcastle. Um, something on Martinelli as well. I know you'll probably disagree with me. I just think he's so frustrating to, to watch. He's got so much talent and he does so much, so many good things. But there's times where he does a really good thing and it's followed by a a run out of play or something. And it's just it's one of those that he he's young, he will work on it. Um and I think someone like Trossard in front of him is only gonna help him improve as well. And he's gonna be a brilliant player. I just I just get a bit frustrated and maybe Arteta is kind of taking the light off him a bit. Um maybe he's listening to me or something. I don't know. Um, star man, not bringing up those four four memories. Yeah. Arteta's probably using the four four in his team. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny actually. I mean, it's funny you mentioned that in Arteta's press conference this morning. James Olly from ESPN actually asked him whether he was going to use the defeat against Newcastle last time as a motivational tool, and he said no. And I, I've wrote about this, and it's going out tomorrow morning. So a little bit of a spoiler alert for an article I've written. But I, I feel like that's an error. Like, I feel like I would use that what happened last year as motivation for the game because I think we took the disappointment of last season into this season and responded with that really well and have turned that disappointment into something that really energised us and Dan you've mentioned there you know talking about that result as as maybe motivation do you feel like that might be an error on Arteta's part not wanting to use or publicly say that yeah he'll publicly say that he might use it we'll know yeah that's Um, also something I included in the piece (laughs) so there you go good journalist you are Um, there you go (laughs) but um yeah he he might use it he might not I don't think it matters too much because I think he he knows what to do he knows how to to win a game um but yeah go I've gone for Saka as my star player I, I really wanted to go for Big Sam um Sam Allardyce to be star man because we need him to do very well tomorrow um, but yeah, he's not playing this game, so I've gone for Saka. Lovely stuff. Uh, in terms of the lineup that I've gone for, uh, I've gone for Ramsdale, uh, and we've got White, Kivior, Gabriel, Tierney, uh, Jorginho, Odegaard, Xhaka, Saka, Gabriel, Jesus, Trossard. Um, <laughs> you're right, Mike. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, no, no, Mike's not allowed to do this in this <laughs> this hour of the evening in Australia. Um, but no, let's let's go through that eleven again. Um, in terms of what. I'd like to see the reason why I've gone for Tierney and the reason why I've, I want Tierney in the team is I feel as though Zinchenko's kind of been exposed a little bit defensively of late. Now, I like Zinchenko a lot and I really appreciate what Zinchenko brings to this Arsenal team and the level of um, offensive kind of fluidity and the attack that he brings to us as well. Um, I think that the trade-off has always been worth it for the majority of fixtures. For this fixture, I'm kind of keen to see Tierney brought in to add that little bit more defensive stability to our left-hand side, especially with obviously another player like Kivio, who's still relatively inexperienced in the Premier League there. If Zinchenko plays, and to be honest, I'm expecting him to, that's okay. But if it was up to me, I feel as though I would just slot Tini in there just to give us a little bit more security. Uh, Jorginho continues for me. Um, I thought he was great on Tuesday night. And I think that, you know, that calmness is really important. Jacques Erdogan continuing as well. And I've gone with Trossard because I just, that record of him starting the last eight times and we've won all eight of them and the four games he didn't start in, we didn't win any of them. I can't ignore that, you know, no matter if that, if there's more to it than just that stat, and I'm probably is, 
it's just some kind of omen that I just can't get my head around not wanting to lean on somewhat. I absolutely see what you're saying, Garrett, about Martinelli, and I think the same goes in the opposite direction of you can bring Martinelli, Martinelli on in the second half and, and have him run at Trippier and someone like that and, and give him the opportunity to do that as well. And and maybe that's something we will do. You know, we didn't have Trossard in the squad when we last played Newcastle, so it's a bit of an unknown variable more so for them than Martinelli was as well. So that's that, I think, is certainly something to consider. Um, but yeah, that's that's the lineup. You'll have to let us know in the chat box in the comment section which teams you would go for. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Anyway, let's move to predictions. Mike, scoreline and scorers, please. 3 2 Arsenal. Uh, scorers for us Jesus, Trossard, and Odegaard to get the winner. Garrett's. Yeah, I'm also going to go 3 2. I was thinking about it there for a while. But yeah, I think 3 2 is the most likely. Obviously, it's the Arsenal. Um, and I'm going to say, yeah, Odegaard. I think Saka needs one back, and I think he you know, should be firing this game. And then I'm going to say, yeah, Jesus to get another one. And uh... I'm going to go for a 4 3 win. I think Isaac's going to get as a first. Close to that 4 4 as he could. <laughs> Isaac's going to get a first half hat trick. We're going to be 3 0 down, and then. Okay. Packer's just going to turn it on and he's going to score score a few, assist a few, and we're going to score two goals in the 90th minute. Okay. That's, just the 90th minute specifically? Like, no, like 90 plus three of... and 90 plus okay. 12. Okay. Fair enough. You know, I was just going to test like the reality of that. But now you've said that, I think it will definitely happen. Now and that it's also, just clarified that small thing. It's also going to be a Ben White screamer. So, but just... Yeah. If that happens, it goes without saying, mate. It goes without saying. There's always room for a Ben White screamer. I'm going 2-1 Arsenal in this one with a Ben White screamer. Holding coming off the bench and scoring a corner uh, in the 97th minute of the game. Um, they're going to take the lead for Isaac and we're going to come back. It's going to be great. It's going to be glorious and we're going to very much enjoy it. Um, Chatbox got some predictions as well. If you're listening on Catch Up, make sure to leave them in the comment section. Rancid Pumpkin says 1-1 with Trossard getting the goal. Uh, ML Reaction is going to be a tough one at 2-2. Uh, Mark says, sadly... 3-2 Newcastle. What's with the pessimism, Marcus? I don't like it. Uh, Lord London says 2-1 Gunners. Nav says 3-2. Steve says, sorry, everyone, only 1-1 for me. Uh, Amira says, heart says 3-2 Arsenal. Head says 2-2. You don't know what my head says because it's it's not it's not good for Arsenal. Uh, Nevin says 2-1 Arsenal. Jesus and Trossard and Willock on the score sheet as well. Uh, Mr. Smith's Mass Academy says uh, always back the team 3-1 to the Arsenal. I should say that just if you predict 
a non-Arsenal winning scoreline. It doesn't mean that you're not backing the team. It, you know, you're just being realistic sometimes about things. Simon says, frustratingly, I think it'll be a 1-1 draw. Uh, and that's about it. Marcus has apologised for his negativity and obviously hopes that he is wrong as well. Uh, Greg says 3-1 Arsenal. Wilson's going for a 2-1 to the Arsenal as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate your time as always. Mike, thank you for yours. Uh, I'm glad that you were so illuminated welcome. for 99% of your appearance on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure everybody's awake. <laughs> Tell people they can find you, mate. Or find me in the Discord channel. Um, uh, it's always good, uh, good chatting there on match day. It's, it's uh, great for someone who's uh, away from the uh, uh, away from the, uh, the 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 hubbub of around the Emirates. So, um, mm. thanks to all who are always in there, and uh, it's great to be part of. Appreciate it, mate. Garrett, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Tell people they can find you. Yeah, cheers, Tom. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, so same as Mike, you can find me in the Discord. And uh, yeah, join up and get involved. It's uh, yeah, it's good cracking there. Absolutely. And lastly, Dan, uh, who selfishly puts his Twitter account on the page so you can go and follow him. Uh, but tell people I can find you, mate. Not that I really use Twitter, but yeah, you can mm. find me on Twitter um, or the Discord server. And quick one, do you think Leeds have a chance against City? No. There you go. That's, that's it. No. <laughs> no, Absolutely not. no. Don't get your hopes up, people. Just don't do it to yourself. I, I, I was um, I went to the cinema on Wednesday night and saw that Scott Carson was in goal for City, and I was like, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna try and get my hopes up. You know, and just I'm just gonna put my phone on silent, watch the film come out. They won three 0 You know, I didn't expect anything, so I wasn't disappointed. So you know, same thing here. But thanks, Dan. Appreciate your time, mate. Cheers. Lovely stuff. Thank you, Chatbox. Uh, do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel for you. And please do show plenty of love to my fantastic panel of guests for this evening as well. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. with the next Arsenal show. Looking ahead, of course, to that Newcastle game with all the latest Arsenal news to round up. I'll be, if you're not sick of this ugly mug, you can also see me on the Highbury squads a little bit later on. Two and a half hours. Well, two hours actually from now uh, with Sophie talking about using a 200 million dollar because you know she's based in california 200 million dollar uh, transfer budget if we had it what would we use it for who would we let go who would we sign that's the type of transfer content people love and that's what we're going to deliver so i look forward to that uh, thank you everybody ever so much everybody for listening i will see you again very soon and as always up the arsenal It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.